fellow citizens, uh, or fellow citizens, a people being built into a new nation under God. Okay, so you heard that in that scripture. Uh, jump down there, uh, minister, uh, to 21. No, do 20. Verse 20, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. Okay, see what we're doing? We're building. I said men are builders. Okay, so how did I get to be a citizen in the kingdom of God? You know, we all, who, anybody here want to actually say we're, we're adopted? Anybody was adopted in here? Anybody was adopted in here? We got one right there. Ferline said she was adopted. All right. <laughs> raise their hand right there. Money. <laughs> okay. Okay, Harmony did. <laughs> okay. Well, I got news for you. We all are adopted. Hmm. That should make it easy for a blended family. If we understand, I'm telling you, we don't understand adoption. Okay? So before you become in the family, you got to be adopted first. Before you become a citizen, you got to be adopted first. Before you become an ambassador, you got to be adopted first. Ain't it right? All right. Let's look at that word adoption. Now listen to this. Let me see. Adoption means to place as a son. The picture of adoption is beautiful picture of what God does for the Christian. In the ancient world, the family was based upon, you know, or based on a Roman law called. Ooh, let me see how much if I can get this right. Patria potestas. Don't ask me to say it again. I said it. Patria potestas. All right. This was a law in the Roman Empire. It was the law of the father's power. The law gave the father absolute authority over his children so long as the father lived. He could not work. Listen, he could work. He could enslave them. He could sell them. And if he wished, he could pronounce the death penalty upon them. Mm. This is the Roman structure, how they considered adoption. Okay, now now follow me. He could pronounce death penalty over them. Regardless of the child's adult age, the father held all power over personal and, uh, and personal property rights. The father had power. Mm. Therefore, adoption was a serious matter, yet was a common practice to ensure that the family would not become extinct by having no male children. Adoption is with a purpose. Amen. Not, you know, to get money from the state. Oh, hey. Be real. Okay? It's for a purpose. And when a child was adopted, three legal steps were taken. The adopted son was adopted permanently. He could not be adopted today and disinherited tomorrow. Because you didn't like his attitude or the father's attitude. Okay. All right. 
He became a son of the father forever. He was eternally secure as a son. Oh, they took adoption serious. I don't see what they call them step nothing. When I got married to my wife and she had her children, I had mine. And when we sat down, I said, I'm not step nobody. Now, I set it down right from the beginning. This is who I am in this home. This is who I am in your life. You might not, you, you might not yet consider me that, but I've already adopted you. Because I'm lawfully married to her. Which means everything that is a part of her is now, guess what, is a part of me. See, blended families is supposed to work harmoniously. It's supposed to work. This is how God set it up with us. Yeah? It's supposed to, it can work. Selfishness always gets in the way. <laughs> Them your kids. <laughs> These my kids. <laughs> nah. Mm -mm. That only damaged the child. Yeah. It's, it's bad parenting. So listen to this. I said, he becomes a son of the father forever. He was eternally secure as a son, no matter what he did. The adopted son immediately had all the rights of a legitimate son in, this, in his new family. All rights. Which means he could call you daddy and he could call you mommy. He have all rights. He can go in the refrigerator just like you, your, your natural kids did. They have access to your health care just like your natural kids do. <laughs> have all rights. And privileges. Okay. We in there today? Am I in there? Okay. Well, I'm talking about y'all now. Hold on a second here. I want y'all to understand your adoption. You have been adopted. <laughs> okay. All right. I like this adopted thing here. Okay. The adopted son completely lost all rights in his old family. I'm going to say that one more time. The adopted son completely lost all rights in his old family. Mm. That means all the demons on his bloodline. I'm just trying to help y'all. Oh, we're going to study tonight. We're going to get some good stuff tonight. Amen? All right. Adoption is beautiful. Okay. You, you couldn't get into the kingdom unless you was adopted. Okay. Remember, I told you, you were outside. You were out of God. You had no country, nothing. You were not a citizen. Okay. As I said, he lost complete all rights of his old family. The adopted son was looked upon as a new person. Hmm. Well, we heard this before. And new. Listen, so new. That the old debts and obligations connected with his family or former family were canceled out and abolished as if they never existed. Amen. 
So you are adopted into God's kingdom. All your debts owe no man but to love them. All your debts, all your obligations to the world. They are no longer existent. Okay. Wow. It's quiet. The Bible says several things about believers' adoption as sons of God. The believers' adoption establishes a new relationship with God. And guess what? Forever. He is eternally secure as a child of God. Okay, they're going to be like, wait a minute, Pastor, what do you mean once saved, always saved? No, you can walk away. But God said, if you make your bed in hell, he said, Lord, I'm with you. No, you, you, you can walk away. But consider, my son is not with me now, but he's still my son. That, that'll, never, that'll never stop being. See, it's a living, I'm a living example of what he's saying. There. I know what it's like to adopt children. I know what it's like to be adopted with God. Oh, all rights and privileges. I couldn't tell him, now, my son can sleep in the bed and, and teach you now, your son got to be over there in the chair. See, you can't do stuff like that. People do that. Some of you have been victims of that. Okay, man, here we go. <sighs> the believer adoption established a new relationship with God forever. He is eternally secure as a child, but the new relation is established only when a person comes to Christ through faith. I can give you scripture for that. That's Galatians 3, 26. I don't have time to get it all in there. All right. Or Galatians 4, uh, 4, 1 through 5. All right. The believer's adoption establishes a new relationship with God as father. Mm, mm, mm. The believer has all the rights and privileges of the genuine sons of God. That's in Romans chapter 8, 16 through 17. You can get it on the recording, so don't have to worry about getting it all down now. All right. And first John, uh, first John three, one through two. The believer's adoption establishes a new dynamic experience with God as the father. I mean, you think about it. You, you got a blended family. Your, your child now, he's adopted, and, and he wants to have a new experience with the father that's in the home. He know what it's like with the old one. He wants a new experience. He wants to feel loved. He wants to take ownership of where he is. Okay. Wow. It's like we don't know how to be adopted by God. Yeah, man. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The adoption was to do what? To preserve the family. All right. All right. Got all your phones down, y'all. All right. The believer adoption establishes a new dynamic experience with God as father, a moment by moment access into his very presence. I want you all to kind of think about this. When you hear the word God's presence, think of Eden. 
because that really represents God's presence. It's not a place. It, well, it's, it is an atmosphere. It is God's presence. Eden is God's presence. That's why he placed them in the, in the, in the garden. That's God's presence, presence, right? All right. So when you hear that, you know, you should, I'm trying to get you to think about it when you hear. Y'all just thinking about this is place that you can't access. It, it, the four rivers never run there anymore. No, they do. Eden represents the presence of God. Amen? All right. The adopted establishes a new dynamic experience with God as the Father, a moment-by-moment moment access into his presence. The believer adopt, uh, adoption gives him a very special relationship with the other children. Okay, let me say that again. The believer's adoption gives him a very special relationship with the other children of God. And it is, it is a family relationship that binds him with the others in an unparalleled spiritual union. That's how your children should be interacting with each other, even though they ain't blood. Man, this is going to be tough today. You got to understand adoption before you understand that you're an ambassador for Christ. Yeah, I'm an ambassador for Christ. Wait a minute. You got to understand the process. All right. It's not just you. See, with God, everything involves people. Everything is linked together. No, no scripture stands by itself. It's connecting. Okay. Well, what is God saying in this teaching tonight? He's trying to get us to understand our connection with each other. to be a strong connection because we're adopted by God. Mm. And that adoption in the home should be just as strong. Okay. All right. Here we go. Home divided is something else, man, I tell you. Mm. The believer's adoption makes him a new person. You've been adopted into Christ, into the kingdom now. You are absolutely a new, a new person. You're a new citizen. Amen. The believer has been taken out from under oh, the authority and power of the world and its sin. This is what your adoption has done. I think I need to say that again. The believer has been taken out from under the authority and power of the world and its sin. So if you're going to be with God in his kingdom, you can't be sinning. You're going to nullify your sonship. Okay. All right. You don't want to do that. The believer is placed as a son into the family and authority of God. So you're under now. You know, when you won't in the kingdom, you won't own the authority. Mm -mm. Subject to every type of sin and depravity, everything, everything. Now you're under authority. You don't mind being told what to do. That's what, that's what being under authority is. You can't be under. You can't will it until you're under. Okay. All right. Here we go. That's a good place to be, y'all. Under God's authority. 
and power of his word. Okay, I love it. The believer is placed as a son into the family and God's authority. The old life with all of his debts and obligations are canceled and wiped away. That's got to be a reality to you. I don't know if it's a reality. Bonds is. I definitely don't want to go back and visit my past. Who would like to stay there? Who's never moved from there? From your past. You'll never see your adoption. You'll never see your adoption. Just like the adopted child is living in the home, but all his stuff and everything, all his belongings is back there. So he keeps wanting to go back there to get his stuff. Okay, I'm going to help you with that too. Let it go. The believers, uh, the believers' adoption is to be fully realized in the future and the return of Christ. When he comes back, he is looking for his children, his adopted children. He's not looking for you in your past. You're new again. Man, it's a new lease on life. Oh, man, teacher, this is a rough one tonight. It's a rough one tonight. I'm plow right on through, though. I'm plow right on through. I want y'all to learn something tonight. I want you to learn something tonight. talk about something here. Go to let's try this one first. Go to uh, Second Corinthians five twenty. Second Second Corinthians chapter five. At verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal, as it were, through us. We, as Christ's personal representatives, Mm. beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. All right, the ambassador got a job to do. Hmm. You are Christ's personal representative. It's not based on, you know, you and me. It's based on me. He's, I'm his personal representative in the earth. Yeah? Ambassadors are never voted in. They are appointed by the king. They're never voted in. An ambassador is never voted voted in. He has a lot of power. You don't really understand the power that ambassador has. I'm going to show you some stuff. The ambassador are appointed to represent the state 
and not themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said an ambassador are appointed to represent the state, the country, the nation, not themselves. Your opinion really don't matter. Not if you're a representative, not if you're an ambassador. Okay? All right. The ambassador is committed only to the state and its interests. Now remember, that's what you are. You are an ambassador for Christ. With full citizenship. Adopted in by the blood. Yeah? That's why we all have the same blood. Because we adopted. Amen? Same spirit. All right. An ambassador embodies the state of its nation. That's what it think about. That's what it represents. An ambassador only speaks... And the pastor only speaks government position. They never give their personal opinion. Y'all got that one? Think about your walk. An ambassador only speaks government position. They never speak their personal opinion. An ambassador. Remember, you are representing someone, not yourself. Yeah? yeah? All right. Am I going too slow? I need Y'all okay? Yeah. All right. All right. Number six. An ambassador, is, an ambassador is totally covered by the government he serves. An ambassador never thinks about his food, his clothes, his car, his chauffeur. Everything is paid by his government. Hmm. Y'all seen the y'all ever seen an ambassador driving around in his car? He's not driving. He has a sofa. He has someone that drives him. You know, he got the two little flags on the front of the car that let you know there's a diplomat in this car. He represents a nation. This is powerful. I want y'all to really get this. That's why I'm trying to go. So go to Matthew 6.25. So you might want to be thinking about, am I really an ambassador? Because I'm worried. I'm sure worried about some things. (laughs) Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Yes. Therefore, I tell you, Stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? All these things come with your job. (laughs) 
All these things, uh, all your food, your clothing, where you're going to live, all this come with your job. You are an ambassador. Okay, maybe you want to say it. Say, I am, I am an, ambassador. an ambassador. Okay, you can't have it. You can't say it. You can't have it. And you got to understand what an ambassador does, what he has, his rights. Oh, man. I didn't even get into the diplomatic immunity yet. Okay. All right, but ah, don't jump it, don't jump it. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna help y'all with something here. This is really good. All these things come with the job. Amen. You have to know you're an ambassador. Man, if God approves you, Satan and the world are in trouble. But you gotta be approved by God. You can't just gonna let anybody be an ambassador. Oh, you got to have the right character. Okay. All right. Because, you know, you abuse your power. Mm-hmm. Be out committing murder and claiming I have diplomatic immunity. Oh, I'm going to help you with that one. Out gossiping. No. Mm-mm. Out lying. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No. Then you want to claim diplomatic immunity. No. It don't work like that. Okay. An ambassador is totally protected. By his government. Y'all need to know this one, though. That you are protected. Watch this. That's what the angels are for. And you know what? This is something we, the Lord been dealing with a big thing with these angels. So I'm like, well, show me what you're saying, Lord. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Ah. He's going to show He Listen, this is what the angels are, and this is what they're for. Okay, let's see. Let's, get into, let's see. Here we go. This is what happens. So you got the embassy. So try and get into any embassy and see what happens. They, they, they shoot first, and then they ask questions. You try to get into any embassy, you don't see your protection right away. But it is there. Yeah? Okay, just try run into an embassy and find out. You'll see them coming from nowhere. All right. Who lives inside the embassy? Who lives inside of an embassy? The ambassador, the representative of a nation. Correct? Okay. You can't touch him and you can't get close to him. You never see an ambassador walking around just at the mall. You never see that. He always has protection. You are an ambassador. You always have protection. Okay. I'm trying to get you to see that you're an ambassador. You don't know, you don't, you don't quite know what it, what it really curtails. I'm going to show you here. All right? You get close to one, you'll see the armed guards. Go protect him. Go to Isaiah 54. 
17. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. Go ahead. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, this righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them mm. as their justification, says the Lord. His servants. That's you. Okay. You're not going to believe you got protected. See, everything in the kingdom works on your belief. You have to believe. Okay. All right. Hold on. This is what happens. You, you can't step out of jurisdiction. So when you gossip, when you lie, when you don't love, you step out of jurisdiction. You step out of the protection, ambassador. Now you are exposed. Okay. All right. Jurisdiction means the official power to make legal decisions and judgments. Do you hear this? Jurisdiction. Let me make sure you got this. Means the official power to make legal decisions and judgments. And this is what Satan is counting on you to step out of your jurisdiction. This is what happens when you try now to make, you know, uh, a legal claim on the kingdom, but you're out of jurisdiction. Okay. As an ambassador, you're supposed to represent the kingdom of light. This is why you're trying to figure out, well, why did this happen? Why does this keep happening? Because somewhere you stepped out of your jurisdiction. Where you need to make legal decisions. Okay. All right. All right. Go to John 18, 36. Let's work this word tonight. So when you treat people and you harbor stuff in your heart and you hide things, see, this is, and then you try to pray? Oh, the saints is notorious for this one. I need, if you're praying for me, I need you right. See, this is why it's so important for husband and wives to get together. See, I'm going to keep preaching husband and wives and want to be husbands and want to be wives. I'm going to keep. I got to. I got to. You got 1830. You got uh, John 18. Yes, sir. See, this is why this is why every weapon that's forming against you because you are out of jurisdiction. <laughs> it's the truth. This is why it's forming against you, because you're out of jurisdiction, trying to make proclamation. You're trying to make judicial legislation, legislation, and you can't. That's hard. That's hard. 
You're trying to make laws and you can't. You're trying to have petition signed and you can't. You only got a pen. You can't make the petition known before God. And he said, make your petition known. You got any agreement on that petition? Anybody co-signing on that one? All right. You got the scripture, minister? Yes, sir. Go ahead. John chapter 18 at verse 36. Let's find out something here. Jesus answered, my kingdom, my kingship, royal power belongs not to this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would have been fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here, this world. It has no such origin or source. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would have been fighting for me. We're talking about angels right now. Okay. They fight for you. Okay, I'm going to help y'all with this one. Hold on. All right. Go to Matthew 26, 53. Matthew chapter 26 at verse 53. Do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father mm. and he will immediately provide me with more than 12 legions, more than 80,000 of angels? Do y'all hear this? Hold up. He's telling you who's fighting for him, the angels. They are activated by prayer and the words of the word. Who is Jesus? The word. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Read this again. Read this again. Do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father and he will immediately provide me with more than 12 legions more than 80,000 of angels. Oh, my God. Woo, we don't understand the power of what's, what's at hand right here. Hold on, I'm going to help us make this understanding. One angel, the death angel, killed 186,000 men in one night. Just one. How fast does light travel? 186,000 miles per second. Think about it. <laughs> okay. Woo. Okay. All right. Okay. Y'all, I lost y'all tonight. Hold on. <laughs> Most of the time, you only think of angels interfering or interacting with spirits. But Jesus was talking to a man. He was talking to a man. So people should really be careful how they talk to us. But you got to be in the right jurisdiction. 
Now, see, Jesus was talking to a man. Don't you know, for what you think you're doing to me right now, I could call forth, pray to my father, and this would come to my aid. See, you got to understand the power of your prayer. Okay, hold on. I'm going to help you with this too. Woo, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Be careful how you talk to us, people, because angels are on assignment. Go to Psalms 103. This is going to work this word tonight. Come on. Go to Psalms 103. 20. Psalms chapter 103 at verse 20. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones, who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Mm. My goodness. Hold on a second. Read that one more time, minister. Bless affectionately gratefully praise the lord you his angels you mighty ones who do his commandments hearkening to the voice of his word hearkening to the voice of his word psalms 103 20 do 21 verse 21 bless affectionately gratefully praise the lord all you his hosts you his ministers who do his pleasure angels excel in strength they are exceedingly mighty the most powerful of all god's creations or his created beings angels do not um angels do what god command them to do they obey his voice in verse 20 Angels are God's heavenly hosts. Remember that word. His heavenly army. Remember that. They are his heavenly army that war against Satan's demonic forces. Angels are ministers or servants. Angels do not. Uh, angels do God's pleasure. They, what, they, um, what pleases him uh, and his will. They labor to accomplish God's will on the earth okay listen to this here all right go to matthew 4 6 matthew chapter 4 at verse 6 and he said to him if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give his angels, angels charge over you, and they will bear you up on their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Mm, mm, mm. Now, let's see Jesus respond to him. Okay, got to go to word. Go to Deuteronomy 6, 16. Deuteronomy chapter 6 at verse 16. Mm -hmm. You shall not tempt and try the Lord your God as you tempted and tried him in Massa. Oh, remember when he was at his temptation? 
And this is what he told him. He's getting it right from this is the Old Testament. He, Jesus only speaks the word. And then Satan was doing what? Speaking the word. Oh, look at that. I told you the battle is words. What are you saying? Oh, you're just getting mad. Mm -mm. There's a word for everything. Okay. All right. Can I give you a side note? You know, I don't think we really, a lot of people just don't really understand angels and how they hearken to God's word. They listen to move on God's word. Not you. Okay. All right. The church is not an army. Nowhere in scripture you're going to find that the church is an army. We can't confuse the nation of Israel and the army of Israel with the church. Listen closely. When God needed... To fight, he would say, the host of heaven. The word host means army. So whenever there was a battle, God didn't fight. Who fought? The angels. Okay. And there was a war in heaven. So in the Hebrew, host means army. Jesus didn't tell, listen, Jesus uh, didn't tell um, Herod, I'm going to get, you know, all the apostles. I'm going to get Peter. I'm going to get Paul. I'm going to get, you know, Bartholomew. I'm going to get all of them to fight for me. That's flesh and blood. Mm -mm -mm. He was going to pray to the Father. To send the heavenly host, the army of God. Okay. This is why some of you tired. Because you fighting <laughs> in your flesh. And this fight ain't, that's not how this one works. This is why a lot of us are tired. No, I mean physically tired. It's because you've been fighting the wrong fight. Your fight is the fight of faith. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I ain't going to sit up here and try to talk you into believing my God. No, no. Go to Matthew. I'm going to go back here again. Go to Matthew 26. You ready? Jesus said, man, I ain't got to fight this. I call my father. I talk to him. And he'll send a legion. To defend me. You're not deploying your angels. You can't deploy your angels if you're not speaking God's word. Because they only hearken to God's word. Yeah? Oh, I'm going to put mine to work. Mm -hmm. Matthew 26, you got it? 52? 53. Matthew chapter 26 at verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, put your sword back into its place. Mm. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. 
Verse 53, do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father mm. and he will immediately provide me with more than 12 legions, more than 80,000 of angels? Okay, I'm just saying. See, he want to fight them in the flesh. And that's not how you defend the word. That's not how you fight for righteousness. No, we want to. No, you can't. See, he pulled that sword out. Guess what he pulled that sword out with? Emotion. Okay. A lot of you fighting with your emotions. Mm -mm -mm. He said, Peter, you don't need to defend me. I will call and entreat my father. See, you're an ambassador. And they don't physically fight. You're an ambassador. You're not supposed to be physically fighting. And worry is a fight. And fear is a fight. You're not supposed. And selfishness is a fight. <laughs> Come on, y'all. That's why you're tired. <laughs> I got right here, teacher. She won't believe it. I got right here. Why are believers so tired? <laughs> they all believe. I'll be in the Holy Ghost. Y'all don't know. Let me answer your question. This is why. Okay, hold on. <sighs> why are believers so tired? Because you're fighting the wrong fight. Your fight is the fight of faith. And prayer is where you get your refreshing. You don't value prayer. So prayer not going to work because you don't value it. And to pray, you have to say, pray, believe that you received. You can't pray and then doubt. When I pray to God, it's done. I'm not moved on what I see. I'm not moved on how you feel. I move on. Listen, this is why I know. He said they hearken to the voice of God. They operate in faith. I believe I'm delivered. I am an ambassador. I represent the king. See, but this is a belief. It's, Oh man, I just—it's just like so much turmoil and in the homes and our relationships. I could just feel it, man. I'm an ambassador. I represent the sovereign king. I represent the most high God. 
I, I represent the eternal. See, and then every ambassador has access to the best health care. See, my God is a healer. See, y'all don't understand this. They have access to the best specialists. They don't have to wait in line for a transplant. When you pray to God and when you're in a frustrated position and you pray to God, y'all missing it. When you are at your wits end and you pray to God, see, this is, this is how, whoo. This is why it's so important to pray the will of God. Amen. See, when you pray the will of God, now what you're doing when they're hurting you and, and things are bad, and you pray the will of God, what you do is dispatch now the heavenly hosts. And they begin to war over you. When you're in the right jurisdiction and you're saying the right thing, you cannot lose. You are in representative. Man, oh, you got to know your birthrights. I'm a citizen now. I'm a citizen. But see, boy, when you got that back up against that wall and you don't see no way out, boy, when you pray now, the will of God, no money in the bank, nothing. See, don't be moved by that because you still don't understand your, your rights as an ambassador. Okay, and when you don't have a place to live, you still don't understand your rights as an ambassador. I'm gonna help you. Mm -mm. You're gonna all repent. My God, woo! You don't understand your sonship. Oh my God, here we go. Mm -mm -mm. Here we go. You're praying the will of God, freedom. Just speak the will of God. Don't matter how it look. Don't go how it feel. Don't, just speak the will of God to that situation. Mm -mm. Watch what happens. I'm just saying, people, <laughs> you should be afraid of a person who can pray the will of God and you in their way. You should have to be afraid. The will of God, not your emotions, not your feelings, not because they hurt you. No, the will of God. The will of God is that they be saved. No, vengeance is his. It's not yours. Okay. That's what you got to understand how to pray. You're going to pray. Don't step out of jurisdiction. Okay. See, then the laws, they can't, they, you, they won't function for you then. 
Okay, once you step out of the jurisdiction. All right. Woo! He said it was good that I was afflicted. The angels only hearken to the voice of God. He only hearkened to the voice of God that speaks, that comes out of your mouth. They're already going to do what God told them to do. They're waiting for you to speak what God said. Okay? Mm-hmm. He said, the word is nigh thee even in your mouth. Go to Romans. I love this one right here. Go to Romans 10, 8 through 11. Come on, come on. This thing. Romans chapter 10 at verse 8. But what does it say? Mm. The word, God's message in Christ, is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis, and object of faith, which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, mm. and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. <laughs> My goodness. Verse, go ahead. Verse 10. For with the heart a person believes adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith, mm. and confirms his salvation. Good God. Are y'all doing that? <laughs> Not to each other, to the world. Oh, we are not doing this thing right. We're going to get it right, though, here at WM Ministries. Here we go. Go to 2 Corinthians, uh, Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 20, 15, 17. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15. Mm -hmm. He said, hearken all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And you, King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you. Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16. Tomorrow go down to them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the ravine before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand still, and see the deliverance of the Lord. <laughs> Come on. Who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem? Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Man, I don't know about y'all, but that should bring some life. To the situation that you're in or about to go in, you just came out. No, come on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Take your position. Stand still 
and see the deliverance. Yeshua. Okay. Minister, go, go back, go back. I, hold on, right there, right there. He said, you, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Do y'all hear me? Do y'all hear that? Why? Because somebody is working with you. You can't see him when you're anxious. You can't see him when you don't trust. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Hold on. Woo. Did you go to Exodus? She up early, ain't she? Jesus said, you, you, I got meat that you don't know of. <laughs> I got nutrition you don't know of. Y'all need the word right now. Come on. Come on. Go to Exodus 23, 20. I hear you, Jesus. I'm going to get through this real quick. Exodus chapter 23 at verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before you. Here we go. To keep and guard you on the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Okay, some of you just think you're going and you're by yourself, but you have assistance. He's telling you that. He's telling you that right there in his word. I don't change. I'm the same yesterday and today forever. Look, how the angels fight for the ambassador. The ambassadors are protected. If you are an ambassador, you are protected. Okay, here we go. An ambassador never becomes a citizen of the country he is in. We are ambassadors of heaven. Even though we live on earth, we are not to become citizens of the earth. Our location is on the earth. Our embassy is in heaven. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Excuse me, our embassy is here. Never become a citizen because you want to protect. No, no I want to say this. As you, you don't want to become a citizen of earth. Because you want to protect your status. You don't want to become a citizen of earth. You want to protect your status. Okay. As an ambassador. Listen. Is only as wealthy as his country he is in. Or that he's from. An ambassador is only as wealthy as the country that he is from. So the country can be broke poor. But not where you are. Because you're not a citizen of that country. Your wealth comes from another nation. Okay? Your wealth comes from another nation. It doesn't come from here. Okay. All right. Okay. Never become a citizen. Never become a citizen here. Okay, watch this. If you have a business, 
It can be an earthly business or a heavenly business. Okay? If it's an earthly business, man can control it. And it's limitations on how it develops. You have to decide who is going to be, who going to be, who you have to decide who you're going to be covered by. Okay? It can be located, the business can be located on earth, but it can never be under earth's jurisdiction. Okay? You can have your business here located on earth, but it should never be under the jurisdiction of this earth. Okay? This is why it's important to tie off your business. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone. Because you put you in another jurisdiction when you do that. Okay. Okay. I got something here for you. This is a real tough one, man. So, why didn't, why did Jesus seem to have nothing? He was educated. He had a good trade. Yeah? Seemed like he had nothing. Work with me. Go to Luke. I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to get it down. <sighs> Go to Luke 957. King James. Luke chapter 9 and verse 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Verse 58. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Every time we see that, we be like, Jesus had no place. Don't we? Come on. Yeah, you do. You've been taught like that. He had no place. Okay, we're missing it. We're missing it. We're missing it. What he's saying is, I created all. And the earth is the fullness of the Lord. I'm God. I own the holes. I own the nest. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting it. Y'all don't see it. Okay. He's the creator of everything. Just follow me. Just follow the trail. Follow the trail. I own it all. How many houses does an ambassador have? I'm going to show you how we miss things. How many homes does an ambassador have? An ambassador, see, this is going to be good. Listen close. You say you didn't get it, but watch. An ambassador has every house that belongs to the government. And every country where he goes, he owns that home. See, you don't understand you're an ambassador. That's why most of us just got one home. Okay. All right. Hold on. They're gonna, I'm going to get you. I'm gonna, just follow. Just follow the trail. Follow the trail. He belongs. He, listen, stop. He, he, he owns. 
the ambassador has every house that belongs to the government and every country, wherever he goes. Okay? If an American ambassador goes to Russia, then the embassy is in Russia, right? And is in Russia. It naturally now is his. Teacher, if, if the American ambassador leaves here and goes to Russia, the embassy in Russia is his. It's natural. He can sleep anywhere. He can sleep anywhere he goes. Now, it looked like he didn't have a place. But he had every place, wherever he went. Okay, God dang it. Oh, y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see it. John 4. John 4, 32. Wherever he went, foxes have holes. He said that the birds have nests. Everywhere I go, I have a home. Every place I go, I have a home. No, y'all been taught wrong. I don't have a place. He's broke. He don't have none. No, the earth was his. Wherever he went was his home. Wherever he laid his head down, go out. Don't take purse. Don't take nothing. He told him to go into where? The homes that would be taken care of. You are an ambassador. You don't understand it. Okay. Go to John 4.32. Quick, quick. John chapter 4 at verse 32. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. He, he's just saying. Read, read the rest of it. Read, go ahead. Read it again. Go to 34. Go to 34. Verse 33. Yep. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Verse 34, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. You could do a lot of interpretation. Basically Jesus saying right there, I'm never hungry. I'm never hungry. See, they were just going on the natural side, if you follow the story. Look at he's He hadn't eaten all day. I'm the Lord. I got meat you don't even know about. Okay, y'all don't, y'all don't even understand. And he was talking about the word. He was talking about feeding off of that. Okay, y'all not ready. That's right, that's right. He's never hungry. Man should not live by bread alone, by every word that, what? That's how you to live. Okay. I'm going to have to skip that one. Oh. Okay. I feel the pressure, man. She's like beans is coming over here at me. Hold on, teacher. Hold on. 
Man. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to do it. Go to Luke. I bring this thing to the end. Come on. She'll forgive me. She loves me. And then y'all will be patient. Let her get out what she need to get out. But just you need to get this. Go to Luke 9. 62. Amplified. Luke chapter 9 and verse 62. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Mm. That's for you who keep going back to your past and say, I'm serving you. Okay. All right. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matthew 19, 29. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 29. And anyone and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake Mm. will receive many, even a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. Okay. Not just one house. Not just one land, not just one brother, not just one sister, not just one father, not just one mother. I said you were an ambassador. Wherever you go, wherever there's an embassy, you have lands, you have houses, you have new brothers, you have new sisters. You have new fathers. You have new mothers. See, are y'all getting this thing? Wherever you go, you are an ambassador. If you leave here and go to Egypt, guess what? You have a home. You have brothers. You have sisters. You have, listen, lands. Because if they have it, you have it. We've been missing all the time about this scripture. You're an ambassador. You're never without. Roberta, you know that to be true because you're an ambassador. You know it to be true because you're an ambassador. Where'd you go into that? You needed a place. One was provided. I can't get y'all living the word and don't see it. Even if you was on the park bench, you still have a home. Come on, teacher. Don't sit there. Don't sit there. We got 15 minutes. You got longer than that. Come on. You got something? Give it. I have to finish it. I got to give them the rest so I'm not just leaving you open. The teacher, you come and do your thing. You always give the clarity. They still need some clarity on this. So come on up. Mm -mm, Don't be like that. Come on, teacher. There you go. Amen. I got to get it. They got to get this. You got to get this. You're not without anything. You got new ones. You just got to find the embassy. Okay. 
Some of you found the embassy. Did tell me he won't he had nothing. He had everything. Pastor should have allowed me to remain seated, but it's all good. Be obedient and come up here. Because <laughs> my question to you all is why has it been so difficult to conceive this message? I'm hearing. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Still have sleep. Not excited. Didn't come expecting to see God. Some. Didn't come expecting Some. for God to move. Uh, obviously, if uh, it has your name tag on it, then you take the name tag. Otherwise, your name's not on it. Amen. Uh, as a teacher, I don't uh, do a lot of force feeding you. Um, my question is to you again, why was it so difficult to conceive you being an ambassador? And why wasn't it important enough that you want to hear it? Why could it? Why was it so difficult to find a place to be rooted in your heart? Was it because it didn't fulfill a, an emotional high, or is it because you're going through so much right now that you can't, you don't have any room for the word? We run well. Uh, and then we're very excited. The word is great. And then there is a a message. You know, we were talking, Pastor been teaching on relationship, but we missed this because an ambassador is about relationship. An ambassador communicates relationship. It communicates your relationship with God and then your relationship with others. An ambassador is about relationship. It's about family. It communicates family. And from that, it forces a direct communication with others. So you find it difficult to communicate with others. I would beg your different that your communication with God is good. Because this is what an ambassador is about. It's about family relationship. It's about your host home and your native home. Your host home meaning here on earth. And your native home meaning heaven, and he allows you as the ambassador to create or develop a link between your host and your native home. Your challenge tonight is because of your host home. You're too familiar with it. 
You're too familiar with your host's home. He said to be in the world, but not of the world. See, we're Christians who are of the world. And you find it almost impossible to link to your native home. You find it difficult. A citizen is a native who has an allegiance in protection of the government that they're part of. In its laws and policy, you develop laws and policy You develop laws and policy from your native home, which is your kingdom, your new birth. But you don't speak the policies. You don't develop the laws. You allow the law of what men speak to you to dictate to you how you're going to feel. And you have a law in your mouth and you won't speak it. I need you to implement some policies. This is what he said. You, we're not aware. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, Pastor, you could, you could jam-pack this night with about 100 more scriptures, but their native home for them is the earth. And they find it impossible to conceive the notion that I am an ambassador that everywhere that I could never be homeless because my father owns the earth. But that's not a reality. This is why we fret when we lose a job. This is why we fret when we don't get a promotion. We, 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 we have fear. Because you're not aware of who you're linked to, your new birth. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. You're able to take a hold of the, the character of the kingdom of God and the power and the rule and the reign of the kingdom of God and now develop policies that will work in your favor. Mm. Oh. There's a host country and a country that you represent, which is the kingdom. And the only way that things are not working out in your favor is because you went too far in the world as a Christian. And you have become part of the world. So you have no power or authority to develop policy of the kingdom when you now have been overtaken by the world system and its ways. 
It's so many different things. Sibling day, this day, that day, all these different things that we come up with. And we are part of it right on Facebook. Yeah, all these days. No. I'm glad I, that other thing just came. I pulled that right back. See? <laughs> See, we got to be careful what we become a part of. Hashtag this. See, you become a part of the world system. And now, see, you become more visual. This is why you miss God. This is why you really miss your husband or your wife, because you... Okay. You went too far in the world. See, you live in one country, but you represent another. But the reason we find it hard to do because you have friends and family that calls you to come over where they're at, show you their fun, show you what living is really all about in the world, and we still can call ourselves Christians. Okay? First thing we must do is to change our citizenship. This is what we have not done. This is why we're still able to, see, with Jesus, with all the agony he was going through, he was able to say, not my will, but thou will be done. In his agony, see, some of you are in agony now, but see, you can't hear the will of God. Nothing that you're going through. See, God has to be first. And because he's not first, that's why you feel the agony that overtakes you. This is why you feel overwhelmed. This is why you, why you feel distressed. This is why you feel. If I could get you to think differently, you would feel different. You're thinking wrong. Because you're thinking, when you start thinking, feelings come up what you're thinking. They come up together. Family communicates relationship. Relationship communicates responsibility. We have family, but what responsibility do we really uphold with the family? Then what responsibility do we really uphold with our friends and coworkers? You have a responsibility. You have to re-identify yourself in Christ. You're not who you were born naturally. You have to be re-identified. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what your situation looks like or feels like. You have to be re-identified. That's why you can't see clearly. This is why you can't think clearly. This is why you see no way out. No one can convince you 
better because of your old self, your identity, your old identity. We're we talking about you. You are an ambassador for Christ. You are one responsible for Christ first. Not your wife, your child, your mama, your daddy. You are responsible to God first. Then the family of the kingdom. This one here always trips us up. You must obey. You must obey him to enjoy the promises. See, my relationship with God works out my relationship with you. Okay, you better say that. Yeah. See, we're talking about an ambassador. This is about relationship. Yes, it's already taught this message. I just want to bring you into that he's still in relationship. And your relationship with your family and your friends is the great reflection of your relationship with God. And there's no way that you can say you have a great relationship with God if your relationship with your family and your friends. Then the word friend is a whole different word altogether. But anyway, that's a different teaching on a different day. But I... Um, I pray that you walk away with today that an ambassador have the ability and responsibility to develop policies and laws that work in their favor. Hear me, policies and laws. So I would really beseech you that you would actually start to develop some policies tonight about your life that you need to implement right away. Begin to speak those things and go in that direction. Amen? Because you are an ambassador of Christ. You are born again, born of God. Amen? Amen. So she raised him. Clarity. Come on, y'all. Stand to your feet. I know y'all ready to go. I'm ready to get started with the second level. <laughs> Man, when you, when you train professionally, you get professional results. Amen? I train in the word professionally, so I, I like to stay here. Man, glory to God. <laughs> 